Hello, my name is Sarah Sloan, and you're listening to The Sarah Sloan Show. Do not fear. Sarah is right here. Hope you guys are happy. Make sure you smile. Remember, if you smile, the physical action of smiling will make you feel better. All right, so... Uh, I'm very sad to inform you. Somebody had to tell you if you don't know it by now. The queen did die. Elizabeth II. The second. What is it? Elizabeth II or Elizabeth II? Probably the second. Man. Hopefully she didn't hear me say that. Well, no, I know she didn't. Um, she was a wonderful woman. And there's so few women that lived a life like her. So few people in power that lived a life like her. She didn't, probably my favorite thing about her was that she didn't engage in political opinions. She stayed out of it. She was more about the monarchy and um, making sure that the institution stayed alive and they have their own political, you know, they have a prime minister, they have a, their own kind of a Congress fun, function there. I don't even fully understand it, but they got the politics covered. She was more a head of a state kind of a thing. And she did a great job of that. But they did great. They did a really good job of honoring her. I think she was in power for like over seventy years. Uh, she began to be queen when she was twenty-five years old. So that's crazy to think about. Imagine becoming queen when you're twenty-five years old. The amount of power you have, and then she was married at the time. Ooh, it's been kind of cool. Well, no, this isn't cool. It's kind of weird. I started watching The Crown. I would say about a week or two weeks before the queen died. And it's a, it's a show on Netflix and it's, it's supposed to be relatively historically accurate. And it kind of takes you through the sequence of uh, the Royal family. And yeah, I started watching it about a week or two weeks ago. And then the queen, boom, bada bing, bada boom dies. It was sad. And it's happened a few other times. Um, One was, uh, I found out about Edie Gourmet, and she's this amazing singer. And I started listening to her music. Boom, she dies very quickly after. Um, Stephen Sondheim was another one. Started listening to his music. Boom, he dies. There was somebody else. I just can't remember. I need to stop getting interested in things. If you have any music or... I don't know, any like a kind of talent or ability or something that I can kind of research and start getting interested in. Just pray that I don't find out about you because it seems like it will lead to your death. And I don't want that to happen. She had a huge funeral. People were waiting for like over 10 hours just to be able to um, uh, see her coffin. See her coffin. I think uh, even David Beckham did. Which is, yeah, really cool. There's just a, a respect and an honor. And I think I think a lot of times we, we've lost that, especially in the U.S. Um, one point that I was listening to Megyn Kelly talking about her, and Megyn Kelly was really bringing up the point of how in the U.S. we honor people like Kim Kardashian. And then, of course, Kim Kardashian, very uh, reliable in her inappropriateness, <laughs> has this like photo shoot showing her her buttocks and it's just so gross and she's like draped in like 
uh, an American flag kind of an outfit. It's just really nasty. And yeah, Megyn Kelly's just making the point that you compare Kim Kardashian to the queen and you see, you just see a difference there. There's just, it, you know, one, one has modesty, morality, and then the other is just so much licentiousness and just anything goes, whatever your feelings are, just go for it. You know, and we, we rely on the strong people to keep us in check. You know, even whenever we are misbehaving, we, we really do. We rely on somebody to keep us in check. If you think about a classroom, you know, it might be the teacher or something, and you are misbehaving and you're enjoying it. And then somebody else starts misbehaving and it's annoying because they're doing it and it's not you doing it. And then you're just thinking, gosh, I hope they get in trouble. I hope they get in trouble because this is annoying you have this reliance on authority. You have this hope that somebody is going to restore justice, whether you want to or not. And so that, that is kind of the beauty of, of these people that have been in power. And think of it, a lot of the people in the UK, they've only known Queen Elizabeth II. They, they've only been around for her, you know? Um, and, and now she's gone. She's gone. Uh, what was it? One of the biggest diplomatic gatherings in decades, leaders of almost 200 countries and territories um, were there. Roughly 90 presidents, prime ministers uh, flew in to attend. And oh, I saw Justin Trudeau was walking uh, around somewhere around uh, the time of the funeral and people were booing him. So that did give me pleasure. I'm not going to lie to you. That gave me a lot of pleasure. Yeah, so there was uh, about 1 million people that were attending. And yeah, they had a lot of police officers, uh, about 10,000 on duty. You know, I don't know how effective they are, because I think they have a different kind of weapon system in that area. And a lot of businesses shut down, even McDonald's. You know it's serious whenever McDonald's even shuts down. And they even reduced the amount of flights so that the airplane noise wouldn't, uh, you know, affect the the funeral proceedings and the, and the noise and yeah, it's just a beautiful thing. Everything for her was duty. Everything. She, she had feelings, she had emotions and she put them to the side every time because her duty was more important. You know, if you even think about, I don't feel like going to work today. I'm a little sad. I'm not feeling so good. I'm going to stay home today because I am not very happy well, then other people got to pick up for your slack. Yeah, what you did was called selfishness. Yeah, whenever you call sick day a mental health day, that's selfish. Mental health day. Because it's really good to isolate yourself. That's very healthy for the brain. And I'm speaking sarcastically. And then also, what are you, what are you watching? What in the world are you watching? Because, yeah, I have some friends and they watch the most dark grotesque shows and they wonder why they wonder why their life sucks and why they're depressed and they openly admit like yeah i'm not doing very well mentally why are you watching crap like that i don't know about you guys whenever i watch shows i try to do something that's a little bit lighthearted. honestly the crown is pretty intense um for me compared to what i normally do because i usually 
you know, there, there usually needs to be a laugh track in whatever I'm watching because I want to be a happy person. I want to think positive thoughts. There's enough happening that's negative in the world. There's enough going on that I don't think I need, I need more, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I could use some more positive. I think we can all admit that we need more positive in the world. And then they even, people always talk about, oh man, the news. The news is so negative, but they have to do it because bad news sells. But is that even true if you really think about it? Is that even true? I remember uh, kind of in the depths of COVID, the guy, uh, Krasowski or whatever his name is, Jim, Jim, whatever, the guy that was Jim in the office, He's a, he's a big time celebrity married to Emily Blunt. Uh, she's a, yeah, she's a great actress as well. And he started doing this YouTube, uh, a a YouTube show like once a week or something like that. And it was like good news. And it would just be just good news that he found out about. And it, it went viral. It was so popular. And of course he stopped because, you know, it's, it's always got to stop, but yeah, that got a lot of clicks. That got a lot of views. People want to hear some good news. And, you know, people people repeat whatever they hear in the news because it's just a conversation starter. I do that myself. I love learning current events because it's just nice to, to be able to talk about stuff. Well, guess what I'm going to talk about? I'm going to talk about what I heard, what I read in a, in a newsletter, or what I read in an article, what I saw on, on a podcast or a YouTube video. That's what I'm going to talk about. So I'm going to talk about what I hear. If there was more positive news, guess what I would be talking about? Positive news. So it's really, it, yes, of course, the story needs to be interesting. Don't make it a boring story, but there are plenty of good things happening out there in the world. Or even there could be a positive spin. You can make something just intensely negative, or you can kind of do a positive spin to it, an optimistic take. You know, there's, there's always a way to, to change your perspective on things. Sorry, back to the queen. Uh, her son is going to be taking her place. King Charles, King Charles, is, he's the one that was with uh, Princess Diana and he had that big fiasco. I am excited. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, it's not like I'm going to like go major into the weeds of the history of the royal family just because I haven't really cared to it's not something that is very interesting to me but i am excited to be able to watch the crown to have the history told to me in a more fascinating way but of course that's that like everybody knows princess diana and what happened there it's funny you would almost think that she's more famous than he was but now he's king and so he doesn't have as good of a reputation as the queen because both sides love the queen. When you stay out of politics, it's amazing how beloved you are. And, and I'm not saying that that means you should just stay out of politics. Because sometimes you do need to talk politics. But, but with what the position that he is in, he, he does need to stay out of it. But he's been known to really be a climate change advocate. And so it, there's suspicions that he's going to be extremely controversial. And he won't be able to keep his mouth shut. But if he ends up being a terrible king the perspective to have to change this to positive news even though it is pretty dark is that he's already in his 70s he won't be alive for much longer he won't have like a 70 year term like his mother did unless something happens with the chemistry of bodies and he's able to live to like 150 or something 
Which, if that's the case, gosh, I don't know if I want to be alive for that long. That's a long time to live if you really think about it. So then, from what I've heard some from some British commentators, is that uh, the his son William is much more like the Queen. He has much more of that mindset. So then at least we could have him for a bit longer. So if if William is like, say he's like 40 right now, which I'm actually not sure how old he is. I bet he's actually probably 45. Um, and his dad is like 70 something. Say his dad is king for like 20 years, you know, say he's 75 and then he's 95. Uh, so then William will be like 65 or something like that. And so then he'll probably have like, a, these people live long. That's why I'm saying all this. They seem to live a very long time. I don't know what they're drinking if it's like a special type of LaCroix or what, but I want some of it, please bottle it, give it to me if you don't mind. Um, but yeah, then he would probably be able to be king for about like another 30 years. Listen, I don't care what happens as long as Harry and Meghan just don't have any power at all. That sounds great to me uh, because they don't care about duty. Unless it's double duty. Uh, oh yeah, man, Megan. Megan has had a Spotify podcast uh, that has been in the works for way too long. Um, and basically she talks to women. Uh, the first one was, I think, with Serena Williams. And they, you know, they were both just complaining about how terrible their lives are, how they have it worse than anybody else. And you would think that whenever you're bringing on somebody that the podcast is going to be about that person that you're talking to. Surprise, surprise. Somehow. Megan made it all about herself. So if you ever just feel like blowing some time, listen to uh, her podcast. Because I think you will not enjoy it at all. But that's okay. Galatians 6, 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. I remember my mother she, my mom really hears from God and it's, it's awesome. I look up to her. Well, she is shorter than me, but you know what I mean? She on Sharpie on this blank piece of paper, she wrote that verse and she just had it on her door and it was like for months. And she said, she felt like God told her to do that. And I always wondered like if something, if something, like maybe some criminal was around our house or something. And then they read that verse and they got scared. Like I never knew exactly why that happened or if something bad would have happened if she hadn't had obeyed God and put that sign on the door. But yeah, so this verse is always going to be special in my mind. And I think no matter what, anytime I read that verse, I will think of the fact that my mom put that sign on the door. I don't think I'll ever be able to get that out of my mind. Uh, but yeah, the, the obedience to God um, to do an act like that. Yeah. Is, I respect my mother so much in that way, but yeah, God is not mocked. You, you can't mock him. And a lot of people try to, they try to act like God is so stupid. He doesn't understand anything. Why God? Why, why, why did my, uh, family member die? Why are bad things happening to me? Why God? Why? Um, and then, you know, we see the world, we take one look at the world and we claim that, God is the worst thing in the world because he's making all these things happen. So then we decide that we don't need God and then we do all these terrible things and then somehow we blame God for that. And it's this endless cycle of blaming God for things he didn't do. In a way, 
and I know this is probably going to sound weird, so just bear with me, but that was a beautiful thing in the crown, uh, in the show. Um, the queen, she is still pretty young, and so her grandmother is still alive, and you know there's a terrible situation going on i'm not going to say what but the prime minister was not impressive in her mind and so she was thinking do i like do i just need to be quiet or should i say something should i intervene and so she's asking her grandmother for advice and then she's like you know what what do i need to say and she's like don't say anything and she's like but that what 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 is my power for what am i what's my purpose and she's like the most powerful thing you could do is to be quiet and to not do anything, to have self-control. That's what God does every day with us, if you really think about it. And it's so powerful. God does that all the time. We're doing something so stupid, and he has so much self-control that he lets us do it. And then we're able to learn from it. Because if he was to stop us from doing anything stupid— we would learn nothing. We would not grow at all. So I'm so grateful. So grateful for that. Basically, my point is God is the best. Always. Ooh, this is random, but the there's a podcast, uh, the Wondery podcast uh, for Business Wars. It was so interesting. Uh, listening to them talk about basically it was fashion brands Louis Vuitton and Gucci and you you get to realize you get to like see a little bit more into their world I think sometimes we take those institutions for granted I think I do you know because I'm I'm one of those weirdos I I will sometimes buy my clothes at Walmart or I'm really weird and I'll go on to like Patagonia and get some outdoorsy clothes I make no sense with the clothes that I buy. Or I'll go to the grandma section at like Macy's or Dillard's. I'm so weird. But I take fashion for granted. But fashion has to come from somewhere. There has to be an inspiring mind, kind of a, a, a leader, a force to be reckoned with. And that's what these people have done. And, and I'm, I'm grateful for this stuff they've done. I'm grateful for the work that they've, they had to put themselves out there. Just, just think of that. They had to design the things that people were laughing at. You know, anytime these models are walking on the runway and they're wearing stuff that looks so incredibly stupid, we're just laughing and just saying, what in the world? What are they wearing? What the heck? But someone had to be bold enough to like draw that design and put it out there. And then sooner or later, maybe a few years later, maybe decades later, it becomes the mainstream and everybody starts wearing it. And even you start wearing it. I don't know what it, I, I can't think of a good example because like I said, I'm not a fashionista. What was it? I saw some, I saw some headline that was like Gen Z, new Gen Z trend, which I'm technically Gen Z. Yeah, I am. I'm like the oldest Gen Z there is. Um, leaving your jeans unbuttoned. Just think about that. Leaving your jeans unbuttoned. So I guess I'll have to try it. I guess I'll have to do this whole leaving your jeans unbuttoned. Like usually, you know, it's just like XYZ examine your zipper. Hey, you left your fly open. But no, I'll, I'll, next time someone says that to me, I'll be like, hey, hey, 
this is a this is a trend. So please don't correct my way of fashion. Don't correct the way I'm living my life. And then what do I do? Do I adjust their jeans and just say, hey, you have, <laughs> instead of examine your zipper, like, hey, your fly's undone. Hey, your fly is done. Your fly is done. You need to undo that. <laughs> uh, sexual harassment charges would be coming straight my way. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. You guys are the best. Uh, Jesus loves you. I love you. I appreciate your time and your thoughtfulness. So always know that. Have a good one. (laughs) 